If you scour the internet for helpful tips on how to grow as a content creator, you might notice a common theme. Most of the YouTube videos out there, podcast episodes, and other social media content is directed towards content creators who are also educators. The assumption in a lot of this content that you come across is that you'll be teaching your audience something. You maybe are familiar with the phrase providing value. I know I'm guilty of using that one a lot, but you may have seen this many places as you have tried to figure out how can I grow as a creator, whether that's on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, wherever it is you want to grow. A lot of the resources out there are showing you how to grow by teaching people something, by being an educator. You don't necessarily see a lot of tips and tricks out there for people who just want to be lifestyle creators. If you have a dream of becoming an influencer or a lifestyle creator or a vlogger and just sharing what you love, sharing your story, sharing a particular message with your audience, building a relationship with them and being able to monetize through brand deals, maybe affiliate commission, maybe even direct to consumer sales one day, then you've probably found that there's not necessarily a ton of resources teaching you how to do that. And I think there's a number of like nuanced social reasons why that is. For one thing, people who are teaching how to grow on social media are educators themselves and have grown a platform as an educator. So they have the most experience with telling you how to grow as an educator. Obviously, I would fall into that category, especially with my YouTube channel. I've primarily grown my audience by talking about social media strategies that I've learned from growing myself and also for helping clients grow because I also have an agency called Creatorly Media where we help clients grow their online audiences. But the point is a lot of the other resources you see are also from people in a similar situation as me. They've grown as an educator, so they can teach you how to grow as an educator. On the other hand, a lot of people who have grown as a lifestyle creator, as an influencer, they're not necessarily in the business of giving tips and tricks because a lot of their audience aren't necessarily aspiring influencers. They're people that are just interested in, you know, skincare or home decor or whatever it might be. So it's for that reason that I think that there's really a gap in the space when it comes to learning how to grow as a lifestyle creator. And while admittedly, I have primarily grown my audience as an educator, I've also spent 10 years observing the space, being a fan of lifestyle creators, and also working with lifestyle creators over at Creatorly Media. And so through all of this research and experience, I have kind of compiled a process and some tips and tricks to share with you about how to grow as just a straight up lifestyle creator, as a vlogger, as an influencer. This episode is not going to go into how you can teach people something. We're going to talk about how to grow as the kind of fun entertainment-based creators that you're probably used to following. Okay, so with that preamble out of the way, let's get into the episode. We're going to talk about how you can grow as a lifestyle creator in 2023. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. 
Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Before we get into the episode, I need to give a big thank you to this week's reviewer of the week. This week's review is from Zariah Ladesia, and it's titled New to the Crew. And the review says, Hi, Katie. I am new to the podcast and just want to say thank you so much for your advice. I have recently found a new passion for content creation and social media marketing, and your podcasts are helping me so much. Listening to your podcast helps me to build confidence and actually post the media that I create. Thank you so much. I love the podcast. Thank you so much for your kind review. It always means the world to me when I can kind of help inspire somebody to finally take that jump and start posting the content that you create because I know that you will not regret it. I'm so glad that I started posting my YouTube videos all those years ago, even though they were not good videos and I was cringy and it's kind of embarrassing now, but I'm just so grateful that I got started. So I'm always really happy when I hear that I can push somebody else to finally get started as well. So thank you for that really kind review. And if you listening have been enjoying the show and haven't left a review yet, it would really mean a lot to me if you would leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you are listening on a platform other than Apple Podcasts, I always really love it. If you take a screenshot of your podcast player and post it to Instagram stories, you can tag my business at Creatorly Media and you can also tag at Katie Steckley. That's me because I would love to see it. And thank you for listening to the show. One last really quick housekeeping note. I just want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners. This is officially our last episode of 2022. You may or may not have noticed that last week we missed posting. That's on me, y'all. I was uh, working remotely from Costa Rica, and even though the episode was all ready to go, I completely blanked on actually recording it, but whatever, you know what? That's life. We all go through those moments uh, where we forget to create some of our content. So anyway, we're here now. I'm sharing the content with you today and just wanted to let you know that next week, because it's kind of the week um, between Christmas and New Year's, we're going to be having a holiday break at Team Creatorly. So we won't be sharing any content that week. And I'm sure you'll probably be busy relaxing or celebrating or whatever. So after today's episode, we will catch up again again in the new year. And I'm going to be sharing some tips and tricks about how you can set goals as a content creator. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Okay. So let's get into how to grow as a lifestyle content creator. The very first piece of advice that I want to share with you is twofold and it is just work with what you got. And this really has two implications, like I said. So one is using the tools and the gear that you already have. And the second half is embracing the lifestyle that you already have. So we're going to go in depth into both of those areas, but I think both are really essential for just getting started as a lifestyle creator, because obviously if you kind of make excuses, like I don't have the gear, I don't have the life that I would want to share, you'll never actually just dive in and get going. So let's first start with some logistical tips, and that is to really use the gear that you already have in your hands. I know it's easy to watch creators who have been around for a while and aspire to create the same quality of content that they do. 
But if you're just starting out, it's impractical to go and buy thousands of dollars worth of camera, audio, and lighting equipment. Even more so, being a lifestyle creator, you're moving around a lot and capturing more than just one sort of sit-down area, like studio-style area of your house, right? You're probably going to be going through all the different areas of your life, whether you're walking down the street or going to your local coffee shop or even just like cleaning up your living room. You're going to be sharing a lot of different areas of your life. So you need something that's going to be mobile and you don't really want to invest in some kind of difficult and cumbersome setup that only allows you to capture kind of one angle. So it's really important to learn about what surroundings you're going to want to capture and then like how you're going to do that best. And when it comes to the camera that you're going to use to do that, I would say a large majority of us already have some sort of smartphone and trust me, this is the perfect place to start if it's all you have. If you think about it, like most iPhones have a really amazing quality camera already. They're super easy to use. So it means you don't need to take a lot of time learning about like exposure and other camera settings and it fits right in your pocket. I think this is the perfect gateway for most creators because it doesn't feel as intimidating. Even for me now, somebody who has been vlogging in public for many years now, I can still feel a little awkward carrying around my vlogging camera with the big fussy microphone on it because people are always like, what is that? And it kind of draws attention. But if you just pull out your phone, you can easily film yourself in a way that's very unobtrusive. And other people on the street might just think that you're like FaceTiming somebody, but surprise, surprise, you're actually vlogging. So because it is easy to use, it's got a small form factor and it feels very unobtrusive and just kind of part of regular life. It makes it so easy to get started as a YouTuber with a iPhone. Or of course, if you're creating for Instagram or TikTok, it might just make the most sense to use your phone. Even for me, like I have an extensive uh, camera collection at this point, And sometimes I will use my, you know, quote unquote, fancier cameras to film for my TikToks or reels. But the majority of the time I'm just using my phone too. So seriously, don't let the idea that you need better gear before you can start get in your way. Just start using your phone. As you become more invested in the platform that you're growing, especially if that happens to be a YouTube channel, because like I was saying with Instagram and TikTok, there may never come a time when you need more gear than just a phone. But if you are creating for YouTube down the road, you can always get a nicer camera in the future if you feel like your phone is lacking in some area that you'd like to improve on. But if you have a phone with a good camera or just an existing camera in general, just find ways to increase the quality of your content that are kind of external to that camera. For example, if you just sit in front of a window on a nice like overcast day, instead of sitting in some back corner of your house, you'll have really nice lighting without ever having to buy any lights. Another really important aspect of the quality of your content is making sure that you have really good audio so that it's not super distracting. I actually like recently made a reel about this. If you go check it out on my profile at Katie Steckley, where I show just the difference that good audio makes and how even if you have like a really beautiful background and it looks really nice, if your audio is really distracting, it's going to make people just, you know, scroll right past. So what I would actually recommend if you are thinking about investing to, you know, a little bit more gear to improve the quality of your content, instead of investing like a thousand plus dollars in a new camera, if you really want to buy something to improve the quality of your content, look into getting some sort of audio improvement. So like a little microphone, they're often like under a hundred dollars. Sometimes you can find some like under $30. There's so many different options to choose from. 
I would recommend because full disclosure, they sent it to me to try out and I just genuinely really like it. Comica Audio has these lav mics, which just means like it's a small lavalier mic. You can pin it to your lapel or whatever, like pin it to your shirt and it's wireless. So it automatically sends to the receiver, which you can just plug right into your phone and uh, they're, they're super easy to use. It's really just a plug and play option. You can get them on Amazon. If you go to my Instagram, they're linked in my bio. So you can, you can check that out if you want, but there's so many other options. If you just go to Amazon and search like lapel mic for iPhone or iPhone mini microphone, something like that, you'll find tons of options and improving the audio quality is automatically going to make your videos better quality because it's just not going to be distracting and annoying for people to listen to. It's something that is clean and crisp and will not take away from the viewing experience. But even if you don't want to buy a microphone, you can also just pay attention to your surroundings. If it's super windy outside or you're in like a loud area, maybe that's just not the time to record with audio. Maybe just capture some B-roll and then do a voiceover later. Or if you're recording at home, make sure to like turn off your, like for me, it's like my loud AC or like heating, super loud in my apartment. So I just turn it off when I'm filming. Or if you have any other kind of like white noise thing, like a fan going, you can turn that off. Even those small, just like environmental things that you can change will make a big difference when it comes to the quality of your content. And that's, that's free to do. It's free for me to just get up and walk over to my thermostat and turn off my heat for like the hour that I'm recording my podcast. And it makes a big difference. So that's my message that I wanted to share with regards to gear and the logistics. Really just use what you've got Trust me, it will look good if you're intentional about it and you think about using those small environmental tweaks that can make a big difference, like sitting in front of a window or making sure that the background is quiet before you start filming. Now, the other part to this kind of two-part piece of advice is really just embracing what you've got in terms of the actual subject matter, the content, the story that you're going to share. I really want to encourage you to embrace your own lifestyle and not adjust your lifestyle to fit the content that you want to make. Let me just say that one more time. Embrace your own lifestyle. Don't change your lifestyle to fit the content that you want to make. What I mean by that is there's a lot of pressure in the kind of lifestyle space on Instagram, YouTube, wherever it might be, that you need to have this perfect aesthetic life, that you need to have like the perfect house with the perfect decor and the perfect morning routine. But that is just not going to be attainable for 99% of us. And really, at the end of the day, most of us watch lifestyle content because we feel we can relate to the creator. I really believe there is a delicate balance when it comes to lifestyle content with being relatable, but also a little bit aspirational. And really, I want you to remember as you are thinking about starting on this lifestyle creator journey yourself, there is going to be somebody out there who relates to you. And there's also going to be some parts of what your life looks like that does feel aspirational to them. So really embrace your environment, 
your space, and yourself. Your ideal community will find you when you're being the most authentic. And trust me, if you set yourself up from the start that you have to exude this perfect personality, that is going to be the fast track to burnout. That is going to be so exhausting for you to keep up in the long term. So it is so much better to just embrace your authentic self from the very beginning because that's something that you can actually keep up in the long term. And I do want to acknowledge, especially in our very visually based platforms, especially something like TikTok or Reels where you're very quickly scrolling through, it would be disingenuous of me to say that like visuals don't matter. Um, Every so often I come across videos on my TikTok for you page that's like, join me for my non-aesthetic morning routine. And I love when people do that because I think it really does show like a realistic look into what what most people's lives look like. Like not everybody has like a, a perfect, you know, beautifully designed house kind of thing. Um, but the fact is those kind of videos tend to blow up when they are like emphasizing the, the realism of it. So the point is, yeah, is the standard on reels and TikTok kind of this like magazine level of perfection, like in some sort of spaces it is. But I think if that's not the lifestyle that you have, then those probably aren't the kind of people that you want to connect with anyway. So really figure out what you have to offer what's unique about you and what's relatable about you and emphasize that. And that's going to be what connects you to your people. And the more you lean into that and the more you kind of bring out the unique aspects of your life and your personality, the more you'll be able to connect with people. I think a lot of these creators that really grow based off of the beautiful aesthetic of their home or their clothes or whatever, that's kind of like their unique, you know, advantage, shall we say. People connect with them because they love the decor or the fashion. But if you have something else in your life that, you know, people might be interested in, for example, the home-cooked meals that you make for your family. I actually follow um, a couple of women who literally just make TikToks about how they make affordable dinners with whatever is left over in their fridge. And it is not an aesthetic background. Half the time there's like, you know, kids yelling and running past and all that kind of thing. But that's authentic and that's relatable to some people. Not relatable to me, admittedly, but I like their recipes. So the point is, if your competitive advantage or the unique part that you bring to the table isn't necessarily the aesthetics of your life or your fashion or your makeup or whatever it might be, think about what else it could be. What else is that like unique edge that you bring and how can you really bring that to the forefront to connect with people? I say all this to say you don't need to have a magazine perfect life to become a lifestyle creator. You just need to figure out the kind of people that you want to connect with and what is unique about you and your personality and your life that you can really highlight in order to kind of expedite the connection with those people. Because the more you lean into that, the easier it is for your audience to find you. Hey there, I just wanted to quickly interrupt myself to ask you a question. Did you know that me and my team at Creatorly Media have Instagram services? If you've been dreaming of starting or growing your Instagram, but have felt overwhelmed by some of the technical or strategic aspects, like maybe you're not sure how often you should post, what time you should post, what's the deal with hashtags anyway, or maybe you're struggling with editing reels or creating graphic carousels. Well, that's exactly what we are here for. We can help you make your Instagram dream a reality with our professional strategy development or content creation services or 
all of the above. If you're ready to start growing a community on Instagram and really seeing results with your personal brand or business, then check out our services at creatorlymedia.com slash services. If you have any questions or want to chat, you can reach out and someone from the Creatorly Media team would be super happy to talk with you about how we can help you with creating your content or developing your strategy for Instagram. We can't wait for you to become a part of the Creatorly Media team. So reach out at creatorlymedia.com slash services. Okay. So that was two pieces of advice really rolled up into one. So I guess the third piece of advice that I want to share with you about becoming a lifestyle creator in 2023 is that you really need to have some sort of strategy. I think sometimes with lifestyle creators who are just starting out, it's easy to just go in feet first without doing any sort of strategic planning. Lifestyle content from the outside, from the viewer's perspective can sometimes appear really casual and relaxed. Like somebody just sat down one day and was like, oh, let me just make this quick TikTok, no big deal. And it doesn't seem like there's any strategic planning behind it. That's kind of the thing with lifestyle content. And it's very similar to like Hollywood movies in that way. If a movie is done well, you forget that it's a movie because you're so drawn into it. The story is so captivating. The acting is so well done. The visuals are, you know, immaculate. You're just right into the story. That is when a movie is at its best. You forget that it's a movie. And that's kind of the same thing with lifestyle content. When lifestyle content is really good, you forget that it's content. You kind of just imagine like this is your friend who's sharing her favorite skincare products and, you know, she sent this video to you on Snapchat or whatever. We kind of lose sight of the fact that it is somewhat manufactured. I mean, I do think most creators are quite authentic in what they are making. That's certainly the approach I have. But at the end of the day, it is still a video that somebody set down their phone at the right angle. They thought about the lighting. They thought about the audio. They made sure it looked good and then they hit record, right? But when it's done well, we forget about all the process around it and we're just drawn into the story. We're drawn into the relationship. So as a viewer, it can be very easy to lose sight of the fact that there is strategic planning that goes into lifestyle content. And so because of this sort of movie magic that happens with lifestyle content creators who are successful, beginner lifestyle creators often fall flat when it comes to creating this strategy. They go into the journey expecting that it's going to be easy because the creators that they have watched for years make it look so dang easy, but most successful lifestyle creators only get where they are by planning their content strategically or at the very least thinking about what their audience is interested in and using that to guide what they create. Okay, so if we acknowledge that there is a strategy behind successful lifestyle content and it's something that you want to think about as someone setting out on this journey, let's talk about six steps that you can take to put that strategy together. Like here are just six tips that I would recommend you consider when you are diving in to creating your lifestyle content and you want to build a strategy around it. So the very first step is to tell a story. I think one of the most important strategies as a lifestyle content creator is figuring out how to really tell stories with your content. 
I understand that as a lifestyle creator, there are a lot of unplanned events that happen. Like obviously this is your life, right? You don't script out your life. You just live it. So it feels nearly impossible sometimes to plan content or find a story within the content that you've already captured. But it really is important to do this because this is how you're actually going to connect with people. This is how you're going to kind of bridge that gap of the like, why should I care kind of question? Because if you're just kind of reporting in a very like chronological time log sort of fashion of here's what I did today, I did this, then this, then this, you know, that only goes so far. But if you can provide some kind of reason behind it and say, and so I learned X, Y, and Z or whatever, that builds that connection to the audience and kind of gives them a reason to care. Because especially when nobody knows who you are yet, that is what they're going to be wondering. Why should I care about this person? Why should I keep watching? So this is how you bridge that gap by telling a story that means something to someone. Okay, so this is kind of how I think about it because my journey as a lifestyle creator is as a travel vlogger. If you didn't know, I have another YouTube channel. It's called Katie and Dan in a Van, and it's where I share my travel stories that me and my partner Dan go on, whether it's in our van or abroad or whatever. And so this is where I've really been practicing what I preach in terms of all these tips that I'm sharing today. Um, but this is really what I like to think about. Cause obviously when we were traveling, you don't know everything that's going to happen ahead of time. I mean, that's like part of the excitement of it, but I am trying to plan videos that are going to mean something to somebody else and not just be a direct report of what we did. I really think about some of these questions before I set on a trip so that I can kind of figure out, okay, what could I speak to as I'm recording this video to make it interesting? So you maybe think, you know, what would my audience find exciting about the place that I'm going? What kind of curiosity questions would my audience have about this city that I'm exploring? What does the process look like of getting there, of finding my hotel, of getting to the train station, whatever? The nice thing about lifestyle content is in most cases, your audience is probably going to be really similar to you, which means you can let your own curiosities guide you when it comes to planning out what your content looks like. So putting aside the travel example for a minute, if you just want to create day-to-day content about your life and, you know, your home and whatever, you know, your daily activities look like, you might start by thinking about, what sort of things are you curious about about your favorite creators? Like what would you want them to show in terms of a behind the scenes? What kind of questions would you want them to answer? Are you really curious about how they, you know, make that recipe that they're always showing on their stories or whatever? And then you can turn that around on yourself and say, okay, I'm going to use those questions that I have for my favorite creators and use that as a starting point, like assuming that my potential audience might wonder the same things about me. And then you can use that to really guide the story that you're going to tell. So even though you're just showing your day-to-day life, you might be able to speak to those curiosities within that content. And that's what tells the story and bridges that gap of why should I care between you and your audience. And when it comes to planning this, I really recommend just writing down some very rough notes about what you might want to speak to say on your Instagram stories one day, or maybe in a daily vlog that you're making for TikTok or whatever that lifestyle content looks like, 
have these just be jot notes that you can refer to, like say in the notes app on your phone. I wouldn't recommend writing out an in-depth script or even like a really detailed outline. Just having like a list of a few talking points is going to be the best place to go where you can still tell that story and build that meaning behind like the purpose of the content without it feeling really, you know, manufactured and kind of stiff. You still want it to feel authentic because obviously it is. Uh, but I think it's good to have some kind of guiding purpose behind it, especially when you're getting started that gives your audience a reason to watch. The second step is to lean in to the season. This strategy can be for any niche and it truly is just to create and post your content at the right time of year. Here's an easy example. Say you're a lifestyle creator who shares a lot of content around having a well-balanced, organized and productive life. Late December and early January would be the perfect time to post a lot of content about setting goals, resetting for the new year and thinking about, you know, where you want to go in the next 12 months. This is a way that you can lean into the season for a lot of, let's say, lifestyle creators who focus on their home decor. The holidays are perfect sort of tentpole events for them to focus on to build a lot of content around, whether that's showing their Halloween decor or their Christmas decor or whatever. This gives them something that is a really clear connection point to the audience, something people are thinking about at that point in time. And it gives you a lot of great content ideas. So I would really encourage you to think outside of the box of what that could mean for your niche. So even like the example I gave of someone who talks about um, productivity and organization, you wouldn't necessarily think that there's any like holidays or seasonality around that, but then, oh yeah, January goal setting season. That's a great time to lean into it. So think about what that could look like for your content. Number three is be consistent. I am sure y'all are tired of hearing this, but consistency really is key. You want to create a brand and a rhythm that your community can rely on, especially with lifestyle content. Your community starts to feel like your friend. That's kind of like the primary attribute of this kind of creator is that relationship that you build. So as their friend, you need to make sure that you show up for them. Otherwise, it feels like a little bit of a betrayal or they're missing you or they're wondering what happened. And that doesn't mean that there can't be boundaries. And I think that's just where communication comes in to let people know if you're going to be, you know, away for a while or taking a break from Instagram or whatever it might be. But the best thing you can do is really just try to stay consistent and come up with a posting schedule that feels good for you. It doesn't mean that you need to post every single day. Just figure out what consistent is going to look like for you. Number four is develop a content calendar. Finally, you need to develop some sort of content calendar. I personally have a Notion content calendar that I use to plan out my YouTube, my podcast, my TikTok and Instagram content. All of that stuff is organized inside Notion and I actually created a template based on my go-to content calendar layout in Notion um, and it's for sale on my website. I'll have it linked in the show notes. If you want to check it out, you can also just go to katiesekley.com shop, but whatever you use, you just just need some way to organize when you're going to post, what that post is going to be about, and the overarching like cadence of when all of your posts in general are going to be. So like, I just personally find it very satisfying to have a calendar that's like, okay, I can see that I've got my weekly Tuesday YouTube videos and I've got my weekly Monday podcast uploads. And, you know, I have that all laid out so I can really see the big picture view of what my content strategy looks like. But then of course, in addition to just your publishing calendar, you kind of need to build out a creation calendar 
or a content creation process so you know when are you going to be outlining your stuff, when are you filming it, when are you editing it, all of that. This is all key for this previous step, which is to be consistent. In order to do that, you need to have some kind of content calendar. Even if it seems like all of your faves are just posting when they feel like it, they probably have some semblance of a cadence or content calendar that keeps them consistent. Speaking of consistency, number five is creating a routine. Beyond planning, when you're going to post your content, you also need to figure out when you're going to create it, like I was saying. And I think it's very helpful to have some sort of weekly schedule that allows you the time you need to create the content from start to finish. You can even set yourself a reminder to plan your content on every Monday and then maybe film your content every Tuesday and then have it edited by end of day Thursday or whatever it looks like for you. I usually have that kind of uh, weekly workflow where Mondays I, I tend to um, write my YouTube script for the week. On Tuesdays, I will try to film it in the morning and then I have Wednesday and Thursday to really get it edited, get everything ready, get the thumbnail designed, all of that. And then I can have Friday to just make sure okay, the video is ready. I can do any like double checking that I need to. And it also gives me time to run it by sponsors when needed. So that's just my personal workflow, but whatever works best for you, just get into a routine. And number six, once you've got this routine down, you have your content calendar and all of that jazz. It's also important that you don't forget about keywords. Something else that I think is often forgotten when it comes to lifestyle content is SEO. I've talked a lot about writing intriguing titles and thumbnails if you're a YouTuber and creating cover images with the proper captions or hashtags for Instagram in past episodes, but I feel like sometimes with lifestyle creators who are just starting out, they forget the importance of this strategy with their content. Again, from the outside looking in, especially with really established creators, it doesn't really look like a lot of them are using these strategies. And again, once they get to that point of having a really massive audience, they maybe don't need to because they have such great built-in organic reach that they're not concerned about optimization. But in order to get to that point, it is really important to take advantage of, of all of these different tools that you have and SEO is just one of them. So there are always ways that you can frame your words, like your captions, the tags that you're using in order to really help whatever platform's algorithm that you're posting on, categorize your content and get it surfaced to the right people. So just don't forget about SEO and use it to your advantage as a lifestyle creator. Okay, I hope this gives you a place to start when it comes to growing as a lifestyle creator in the new year. If you want to see more content surrounding like the lifestyle niche or just like becoming an influencer, let us know by sending a DM to the Creatorly Media Instagram. We'd love to hear from you about what kind of episodes you'd like to hear in the new year. And if you happen to have a travel channel, like I was mentioning earlier in the episode about my travel vlog channel, I actually also have a Notion template specifically for planning out travel vlogs. It's called the Travel Vlog Planner Template. So that's also at katiesteckley.com shop. I find that super useful when it comes to planning my personal lifestyle content, which happens to be travel related. So check that out if you think it might be useful for you. Or if you're just trying to script out your YouTube videos in the most ideal way to increase your viewer retention and also increase your reach, I also have my YouTube viral script template as well that you can check out on my website. All right, I think I've got all of my plugs in that I had to before the end of the year. So um, yeah, thank you again so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast in 2022. I'm really, really proud of how the show and our community has grown 
So if you have been listening throughout this year and I've been able to help you anyway with the content that I share here, I'd love to hear from you either at Creatorly Media or my own personal Instagram, Katie Steckley, feel free to send a DM. And as always, thank you for listening and I wish you a lovely holiday season and I will catch you in the new year. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.